This is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast, where John knows way too much about wrestling and Ann doesn't know enough. Here we go. Okay. Now we're recording? Now we're recording, so you can say all the things that you want the public to hear. Great. It's important to give you a platform. It is, you know. um, It is. You know, as... As me, I need, uh, you know. I and need, this is your moment. This, this is, is your moment. time. This is your um, time to say, to say anything. whatever you want as long as it's about wrestling and nothing else. Uh, yeah, it is. That's true. Yeah. Actually, I've started watching Dragon Ball Super. And about it, it wrestling feels, and nothing else. It feels else. like wrestling, though. Especially, uh, I loved it when I, I loved Dragon Ball Z when I was in high school, and I feel uh, like it's very wrestling ish. Okay. We need to establish something right off the bat. Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super mm-hmm. are not wrestling. They may be wrestling-ish, but this is not a podcast called Wrestling-ish. This is not John and Ann's Wrestling-ish podcast. This is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. So wow. we talk about wrestling on this podcast as John and Ann. Okay. And I play Anne and you play John. Yeah. And so and secret, that's been the, the conceit of this the whole time. You didn't know that we were playing opposite? No. But it's not about Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super. But maybe it would be fun actually to do another podcast. That's, no. That's about this how you telling things are me about Dragon wrestling. Ball Z? No, just about how things are like, this is wrestling in this way. Yeah. I mean, that's... Other things that could be like, oh, this is... We talk about it in wrestling terms, like... You know, yeah. this character gets a push. He's got heat. I mean, you know? that is like a way to. It's I basically mean, I, just a way to break down any story. I guess the question you have to answer with that is like, does wrestling get that? Like, did wrestling create that? Or is wrestling merely a commentary on how the public relates to um, theater? Yeah, well, I mean, it was just like a carny thing. Yeah. That developed in like a right. bigger following over time. But um, I guess my question is like, what, like, cause that is I a mean, way to look at the media through that lens. Yeah. But the question is, is that lens specific to wrestling or is that just the lens of, oh, this is what theater is? This is performance and propaganda. Yeah. I think it's just, um, I don't think it's specific to wrestling. I just think that wrestling has a very basic, like, language and structure to it. It's yeah. just storytelling. Kind mm-hmm. of in its simplest form. It's just we have a, a hero and a villain and they physically fight each other yeah, um, for an ending. And the, the way that they like sort of describe and the terms that they use, mm-hmm. I think, are just kind of like broken down so simply that to talk about another work of fiction in wrestling terms just would make it um, almost more digestible. And the ways in which Assume, wrestling if, is a story. If storytelling. you know wrestling. If you know wrestling. But that's why you would yeah. have somebody who does know wrestling to, to it's like say that it. scene in that scene in Road Trip where the guy's like, I could I could teach philosophy yeah. to a monkey in forty eight hours if you give me the, the correct medium yeah. and then he explains philosophy to him using wrestling. Yeah. So um Exactly. Yeah. I still don't so buy I could explain, if he could. I could explain could, anything to you if if I could relate it to wrestling. Yeah, of course. I constantly do that and have to stop myself from doing that when we're talking about anything else and be like, "Oh, that's like wrestling in this way," because or this is how it's like wrestling. Because mm-hmm. that's just how I understand the world now. Well, that's healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I guess I understand the world through. Um, oh my god, I don't Matt understand Barry's the hats. world at all. I don't understand the world at all. Oh my god, no. Where am I? Oh, calm down, calm down. You're playing John on a podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, no, we're definitely playing our own character games in this. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I All guess right. we should talk about wrestling. I guess I'm we out should. Of, I'm out of fun bit ideas at this point. That's I'm fine. so tired. The theme, my character game today is I am tie tie. I am tired. I am ready for Betty buys. I've been ready for. I've been ready. I've been tie tie ready for Betty buys since eight a.m. this morning. Since wakey wakes. Since wakey wakes. Since I wokey wokes. And was like, oh man, I could sleep all day and might have done so if I didn't have to work. Maybe you um, did and this is all a dreamy dream. Oh God, if only. No. I feel like now we're entering into <laughs> this language is like a shitty sci-fi thing where... <laughs> oh, it's like a separate alien language yeah, we but have. It's like, but it's just that. Or it's like the thing where people make up fake slang for books yeah. and it's always just a weird like tie-tie. Yeah. Like... Oh my God, fantasy books with like bad fantasy language are amazing it was just like one word is like a little bit stupid i feel like the i never read a clockwork orange but it was really full of a lot of that i know okay because they had a whole bunch of i don't know that it was bad i don't know but i don't know what the opinions are on it Mm -hmm. but it seemed bad to me it seemed kind of corny it was a lot of made up street slang for these like made up criminals i I, I should take it back i read half of the first chapter of a clockwork orange i think okay um, because I wanted to be cool. You know, there's certain books yeah, yeah. that you're like, I should read this in order to be cool. The movie A Clockwork Orange was very popular among my friends. Yeah, and I never saw the school. movie. So I, I was like, either. I'll read the book and then I'll see the movie. But I didn't make it through the book because unfortunately my desire to be cool is heavily outweighed by how bored I get so quickly of almost anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also a bad book or something that you're not interested in reading is the worst. You could more easily watch a TV show you don't like. Yeah. Or a movie than finish a book that and you're I, not into. I don't even know if I thought it was bad. It's just the way that I read books is like I will read like seven books at a time. Like you've seen my oh, bedside yeah. table. I have We're a very huge stack. Yeah, yeah. I do the same with like video games and everything. It's the same thing. Yeah, I, I like jump around constantly between books. And so I can never sit and just finish one book. Some books it's yeah. taken me years to read because every once in a while I'll get on a tear. Like my auto rank book, Art and Artist, that I like to bring up at parties to mm-hmm. sound smart. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a book that I really did like force myself to read over the course of like four or five months because it was incredibly dense and mm-hmm. difficult to understand and i was worried if i stopped i would never start again oh yeah so i was like i have to just read this book and i did it and i couldn't really tell you much about it now but honestly I can... just saying that you read it at all is gonna put you above a i lot know of people. honestly i should just read it again i bet reading it a second time would make things probably click. yeah because I would know Something what to like expect. It. Yeah. It's like reading the plot summary before you see the movie. Yeah, that's We were just true. talking about a friend who does that. Yeah. Or he read the plot summaries before reading the book of Game of Thrones. I think Is that so, what yeah. Yeah, which I guess maybe the... It did seem weird to me at the time. I guess maybe the justification is that it's a, lo- it's a big, confusing plot. And yeah. you don't want to have to... Like, you want to... If you know 
the ins and outs before you go in, you might be able to enjoy the story better as though you are reading it for the second time yeah. without having to actually take... Because Game of Thrones books take... For, I also read very slowly, so it took me like months to read each Game of Thrones book. And I know uh, people that can read that stuff in like two days. My mom read them all in a week. That's I'm not shitting you. insane. It was absolutely insane. She's a very voracious reader though. And also I will say I have this... I feel like that's like a law thing. Like my, my, my thing is I read... I also read very, very fast, but then I get nervous about not having retained it Mm -hmm. so i tend to just like go back over it and like stop and start a lot because i'm like wait am i actually taking this in but i think i just need to let that go yeah i think i I I just need to blow through this stuff and i'm sure i'll take in what i all the important parts yeah i do the same thing with tv sometimes i'll like rewind it because i feel like i didn't catch something yeah um but i do that with with reading all the time because i do do that where i'll read like a whole page and realize that i wasn't paying attention yeah i do (laughs) which is insane (laughs) it is insane and then you think about it and you're like you know what actually i think that's just the way people read yeah i think i'm just like overthinking how you're supposed to read like i really do feel like you know there's probably going to be some pages of some books that you just don't have like an intense experience with and you're just going to be like okay next page like there was a star wars novel that took me like an entire summer to read and it was like 300 pages it was not a long Mm -hmm. novel and then a friend of mine was like, oh, yeah, I downloaded the PDF and read it on the train like today. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, yeah. feel, I constantly would not finish timed tests and therefore mm-hmm. would do badly. Like I didn't do well on the SATs because I couldn't finish any section of it. You should have gotten the accommodations. You can get know. the accommodations. You Maybe know? I should retake the SATs. Like when I was uh, when I was in high school and was diagnosed ADD, it was something where like you could go to the school and like tell them you had ADD and have a doctor's note and you would get extra time for tests. But we, I don't know. I never did that for some reason, but I knew it was available to me. I probably should have, but you know, I was there's always... also a lot of stigma too with like parents being like, my kid doesn't need special stuff. Oh, see, I've yeah. always thought it was the opposite. Parents love to be like, my kid needs special treatments. No, not in my family. They were, <laughs> I don't think they um, But That anyway. was never what was communicated anyway, I don't think. But. Anyway, um, wrestling. That's All right, what we're here so to talk speaking about. of me being slow in school, uh, not paying attention, <laughs> wrestling. So, so there was a big match on a friggin' Dynamite. Uh, friggin'. CM Punk versus friggin'. Friggin' Dynamite. John friggin' Moxley. And uh, this was supposed to be like the biggest match in Dynamite history. And it was mm-hmm. supposed to be like the main event of their next pay-per-view all out. But but they put it on Dynamite. And I was like, I wonder why. And it's probably because CM Punk like kicked him at one point and then st- started seeming like he hurt his foot that had been broken. Mm-hmm. And then it was like intensely selling it. And then John Moxley just kicked the shit out of him oh my and gosh. beat him in like two minutes. Oh, no. Uh, to unify the AEW and inter- the AEW world title and interim world title uh-huh. um, to become the undisputed official AEW world champion. Oh, wow. Um, and then CM Punk was like helped to the back and he looked forlorn afterwards. So he was helped to the back like on camera and stuff. Uh-huh. I don't think it yeah. was so, but what, but who knows? But uh, at first I was worried that Punk just like lost the match really quickly because he's like, I've been seeing all these reports that he's like unhappy backstage and being a pain in the ass mm-hmm. or something and like he's lost so that he can like leave or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's what's happening because they followed it up on Rampage. Um, and I think either he... Like it was well worked for as short as it was 
mm-hmm. and I trust them to be going somewhere with it. And I can see this would have gone over very not well if this is the main event of a $50 pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe it... I mean, could it be that he's not fully healed and they wanted to resolve that, you know, so they didn't have to worry about him healing to bring that because to reconcile the championships, you know? Yeah. Like maybe they were like, maybe he was like, okay, this might be a longer healing process before I can come back fully. And they were like, all right, well, let's get this done so that we can move on to other things so that this isn't hanging over. Yeah. And it's not this you know, big internal. John Moxley's. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe we just give it to John Moxley so that we can move on to other storylines and other. Yeah, things. I think that is my number one theory. Is that mm-hmm. that is what happened? Is that he was like able to be like to work a short match, but not do yeah. like a lot, and they just like were able to go through it. Have Mox be like put him over strong, like him look really good, yeah. and he's very. Also, it was like I think the crowd, as beloved as CM Punk is by a lot of people i think the crowd especially against john moxley who is like the first big like star in AEW that was like helped develop like the foundation of it and has been having a career renaissance there Mm -hmm. i think people were kind of ready to turn on cm punk a little bit yeah especially because they thought that that john moxley was just gonna lose um and i think this gets in front of that if you're not ready to have him actually be a heel and you don't want the crowd to turn on him. CM Punk has now held the AW World Title, mm-hmm. so it makes the title more legitimate because he is a big star. It makes him more legitimate in the company because now he's been the champion. But he doesn't have to like, like he doesn't need that title to be a draw, right? So you can get it. Like he's he's on the title history. He puts over the other guy, so it's not so people don't get pissed at him. Um, and they've also bought him more healing time yes. because they've re-injured his foot ostensibly. Yeah. And so so now, he can be like, oh, now I got to go back. I got to heal for another three weeks, you know, yeah. or something like he has and that out. Time. Yeah. I like this because it helps. Like, I'm not even like watching this and I feel relieved that we no longer have to like eagerly await his foot healing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like, oh, now he can just like rest and there's not this like constant pressure. Yeah, like where is he going to come back? Probably yeah. why they should have stripped him of the title in the first place. Because right, but yeah. this is a little more fun. No, it is more fun. And I honestly, so far they've only had every interim champion they've done in AEW and ROH has won the title eventually, mm-hmm. thus legitimizing their interim title reign. Yeah. But a thing about this is that at so Thunder Rosa is also now hurt. Oh, no. And is apparently having some backstage issues, as is the current theme in AEW, for whatever reason, with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. I mean, maybe this is their, like, one of their go-to plans for people who have injuries. Because yeah. the CM Punk thing helps, like, you know, legitimize him not being around or, yeah. like, whatever, kind of, but keeps interest in them. Yeah. Like, I feel like backstage drama could be a way to, like, keep interest in people who are not physically present. Yeah, and I also think if it is, like, all just a work, as they say, I think it's a great way to work people in the modern era because you have to evolve. Mm-hmm. As things evolve, people know more stuff backstage now. They know it's not, you know, it's it's a work yeah. or whatever. So if you utilize that and just mm-hmm. incorporate that stuff into storylines and let stuff like that kind of leak out, yeah, that's a good way to to work people, and I think yeah. that's what they did with MJF. But, um, but I am kind of sick of the interim thing. <laughs> like I know mm-hmm. it's, I understand that it's probably like it's different, it's unique. WWE doesn't do it, mm-hmm. so, so it's good, and it's like real sports do it, like UFC does it and stuff. But I still just hate that it doesn't count as a title reign. So like, 
at the pay-per-view, it was supposed to be Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm, right? Mm-hmm. The, the scuttlebutt is that Tony Storm is going to win or whatever. But now it's going to be a four-way for an interim championship with Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and uh Wait, Hikaru Tony Shida. Storm is going to fight Thunder Rosa? Yeah. Aren't they buds? They are, but they're just, they were going to have this match. There's actually the second time they've had a match. Oh, I thought maybe they turned on each door. other. No, I was hoping that something like that would happen, but I think because Thunder Rosa's hurt, uh, they just didn't do that. But now, mm. so they have this interim championship thing, and I'm hoping that Hikaru Shida just wins it because I don't want Tony Storm's first title reign to be yeah the to be not real yeah even though she probably would like unify it later or maybe she still win it will win it and unify it later yeah you want her to have a bigger moment yeah exactly like mm-hmm. what if ricky starks wins an interim aw world championship right and mm-hmm. has like a great reign and then loses to the the official champion when he comes back and now it's like he didn't have an official title reign yeah and then later on he wins the world title for the first official time or whatever and it's like the moment is kind of deflated because it wasn't right so i mean the good thing about the interim championship thing is it's all planned yeah there's no real winners and and losers moving it does keep things moving i'm just like they they don't ever have to have a situation Mm -hmm. where that happens because they can plan it yeah they don't have to give it to somebody in that way they can put it on John Moxley, who has already been the AEW World Champion, mm-hmm. so even if he doesn't unify it, it's fine. And they mm-hmm. can also just make sure that he does unify it when <laughs> the time comes yeah. to make it legitimate. They did with Sammy Guevara with the TNT title and um, Mercedes Martinez with the ROH Women's Title. And so Hikaru Shida has been the champion before. She was a good champion. She's been gone for a while off of like main TV, so you have time to like miss her and be mm-hmm. like excited that she's back. So she's fresh. Um, Note for Britt Baker, maybe like not have her on TV all the time, constantly for the title. Like it's just she's the best character. We all love her, but like let's take a break. And she'd also had a year long title reign in front of no people. The only time that she ever was in front of fans was the night that she lost the title. Aww. So it would be kind of nice for her to have yeah this moment like in front of fans. Yeah. Um, so she would be my pick for that. Uh, I'll look at the rest of them later because it's on. They're all in this weekend. All these papes, these big papes, papes. Um, Oh, yeah, that's why. But yeah, I do think CM Punk should just turn heel Mm. because he's amazing as a heel and everybody, like, it feels right. It's kind of the way that people view him now. He's not an underdog anymore. Yeah. You know, he's like. Yeah, you can't be a hero and be top dog. Yeah. And he, it's different. Incongruous. Exactly. And so he needs to, um, like, he needs to turn heel and just be like, I'm a superstar. I deserve... This is the spotlight I I said I deserved all those years mm-hmm. ago, and now I have it, and everybody should be kissing my ass. People should be coming to me to, like, learn from me. Yeah. Everybody should be listening to me and being, like, I'm also a straight edge, and I'm better than everybody. Like, it just lean into everything that everybody, yeah. kind of, like, thinks about him or whatever, you know, and he just should be do the, that. He should be the heel with the broken heel. Yeah, the broken heel. Wow. The what a, broken heel. That's right. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. Venmo me $5, AEW. Oh, no, wait. Uh, five thousand. Oh, no, dang oh, it! They already said. They already sent it. It would be cute if they went with you five dollars. <laughs> Tony Khan has been with you. I um, would feel very pwned. You would. Uh, let's just move on a little bit so that I. All right. Fine. Um, no, I just want to move on to other things that I wanted right. to talk about. Uh, fine. There. No, no, no. I just mean uh, the stuff I was saying. All right. Fine. Oh boy. <laughs> um, the video game. They have the AEW Fight Forever video game coming out and they released oh. an entire match worth of footage wow yeah and it looks it looks good it looks like the uh what they said it would look like are which you gonna was get the, it 
I'm going to get it. Is it on PS5? It's going to be. We had a whole thing about we had me a big looking fight at a PS5. about PS5 the other day, ladies. So and I gentlemen. got a PS3. It doesn't seem to the outsider that we're having a fight because we're smiling the whole time and saying it jokey. It, yeah, but it was fully a fight. It was I a think fight. <laughs> it, was, it was. We were in a fight. No, because you looked. John looked at a. He said something out. It's probably already sold out. Said Walmart out had PS5. Finding a PS5, and then I said, "Well, if you get a PS5, we need to get rid of one because." Ladies and gentlemen, we have two PS3s That's true. and a PS4 out here in the living room. Yeah. This is not counting the Xbox 360, the Xbox One that we have, the two Switches, the Wii. Like, we have a lot of video game systems in this house. So I said something on the lines of, well, if you get a PS5, we've got to get rid of one of these other PSs. <laughs> And I did say I would get rid of the PS4 because the PS5 will function as a PS4. Yeah, but you also were like, this is my passion. I did. I did. This is who I am as a person. This is who I am. (laughs) I was like. These are the things I love. And I was like, whoa, okay. Jeez. Sheesh. Yikes. (laughs) (sighs) You can't do that. (laughs) You can't tell me that I can't have that. John has a lot of passions that involve... Um, collecting items. Yeah, I am a little scavenger man. He is, you know, he is. He really, really is. He is. I didn't buy the PS5. He didn't buy the PS5 because of the fight. Also, a note on the PS5. (laughs) That thing is monstrous. If anybody here is, if anybody listening to this has seen a PS5 or owns one, (laughs) they are one of the most gigantic video game consoles I have ever ever seen you're really selling me on us getting a ps5 it is so huge i don't even know where we would put it (laughs) i know i'm really i'm gonna keep all my old systems and i'm gonna get us a new one that's fucking huge huge and i don't even know where the hell it would go because yeah the the ps4 is like sleek and fits right under our tv and Mm -hmm. is easy and a ps5 is a weirdly shaped gigantic console. I'm trying to think of like what the big like the remember the old Xbox 360. It's bigger than your Xbox One. Yeah. It's like the old Xbox 360 was big. It's bigger than like. Is it bigger than that like um the stereo thing? It's you know a, what's I it think it's the... probably about the same size as that. Oh wow! It's like what do you call those things? The things where the speakers for the TV receiver? plug into the receiver. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger than the. It's as big as the receiver. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty huge. Um, That's scary. and it's like weirdly shaped. It's not like flat like the PS4 is, so you mm-hmm. can't like maneuver it easily. Uh, I, I just have seen well, it, and it's like um, I don't know. I'm well, sorry that I questioned whether we should get this giant irregular object to add to our already cluttered apartment. Yeah. Um. But, you know, what would make me more enthusiastic about it as a project is um, getting to, like, rethink our whole entertainment system setup. Mm. That is something I would be into. Because, like, you know, like, maybe, like, a new TV stand and some, like... We could do a new TV stand for sure. You know how I love better use of space? Better use of space is always we could do a new TV stand and a new sound system because I know our speakers are getting Uh, a little... Yeah, or, like, figure out what's wrong with the current one, whatever. Um and yeah, we could do that, and that would get me on board with getting a PS5. Okay. See, relationships are all about compromise. I let you get the video game system that you want to add to your pile of video game systems, yeah. and you let me move things to different shelves. Yeah, suddenly, <laughs> without warning. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I guess what we that gotta is a do. Trade-off. That's it is. Our love. It's a trade-off. Let me 
move things around a little bit. <laughs> and I will let you amass a pile of gold. <laughs> it's if only it was gold. Anyway, rampage. Speaking of things crammed into... Speaking of moving things around, Rampage. Speaking of things crammed in, Rampage used to be like... I used to love Rampage and like, for like 99% of its existence, it was like fun, kind of low stakes, but everything felt important on it. There, was, mm-hmm. there were always like two matches that were like long and good. Yeah. And lately in the last few weeks, I don't know if it's because of the ROH stuff and they like need to use it to like showcase ring of honor stuff but like it has felt like they have just been cramming so much crap into rampage that it's like no match is more than like 10 minutes Hmm. almost every match is like 50 percent commercial break at this point wow um like there was a a match with the former ember moon athena where Mm -hmm. they did like the first like two minutes of the match went to commercial came back from a commercial and just immediately and like did the finish. Wow. And I was like, what? And then they had like a post match thing with her and Jade Cargill, which was like, I guess the more important thing, but it was still very jarring to be like, okay, this whole match was in a commercial break. And it just feels like it moved. Like there's just like, they'll do a match and then do, do like three promos and then another short match. And then it's like, I, maybe they're just acknowledging more that it's the B show. Cause this doesn't feel like a thing with dynamite dynamite. I think has been really strong like mm-hmm. consistently but just rampage has felt like it's been less important i think they're just trying to do too much and roh especially needs its own show maybe they're um you or know they maybe they're trying rampage to goose their ratings more and they're trying out different ways to maybe draw people in and keep them keep their attention because i guess the thing that strikes me about that is that's what i would do to a wrestling show if i was worried about people changing the channel maybe yeah. not watching the whole thing you know people getting bored yeah maybe it just felt like there was like more meat to it, and now it's like every match is so short. Mm. Like it's Friday nights, right? It's Friday nights at ten, so it's a tough time slot. Yeah, so maybe they're just you know having low ratings, and they want to keep eyes on those ads so they can stay on the air. Yeah, you know? I mean, I guess if it helps keep Dynamite strong and keep the company around, um, it's mm-hmm. fine. It just feels like it was different now. I don't know. No, I'm like, I'm yeah. saying it probably is different, but yeah. maybe that's why. Maybe they're trying to. You know, create more momentum for the audience to stick around. Perhaps. Because I know that, I like, that's, as a casual wrestling fan, like, the moment where I'm most likely to, to turn the channel or stop watching is, like, during an especially long match. Like, if there's not, like... Interesting. I mean, there's some really long matches that I've watched all the way through that it... it can be really exciting but the wrestling is the the part that's easiest for me to tune out which i know sounds weird mm-hmm. but like you know it, i like, think for a lot of people who have watched wrestling the wrestling is the least important thing for them yeah because you're following the storylines and the characters and the the promos are often like funny and interesting and like you know the the match is cool especially if you've got somebody doing lots of like cool stunts and stuff mm. but like that's the point in the show when i'm most likely to get up and walk away at some point like unless a match is like like the Johnny Knoxville thing, you know, obviously yeah. you watch that whole thing because it's, it's unique, crazy. It's different, yeah. Right. Or like I feel like I watched an entire EO Shirai match once. Um, was that EO? I think it was EO. It probably was. It was like a cage match where she did a moonsault off the top of the yeah. cage. Mm-hmm. That was a yeah, that was her. Yeah. Was, yeah. That one I watched because it was like very intense. There's a lot going on in those matches. Was, yeah. A lot of people. 
Um, yeah. And so, but yeah, so maybe they're just like acknowledging that reality for some casual fans and saying, well, let's make all the matches short and like, you yeah. know, put the commercials on during them. So yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, I did, I, I was like the, the actual matches I was either less interested in or just didn't know how to follow. It was like into more like simplistic type matches. And now that I've been watching it for so long now, I, it did take me a long time to be like the wrestling is like my favorite part of the, the wrestling show. Mm -hmm. And I really can like appreciate a good match. Um, but I also watch so much wrestling now that sometimes even I will zone out a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's not an indictment on the matches. It's just like, yeah, well you can probably appreciate all kinds of, things that yeah. the rest of us lay people can't yeah the uh, rest of you plebes yeah the plebes you know we're just like oh wow he jumped off the thing and yes you simpleton <laughs> he did a moon yeah. salt yeah immune salt uh, yeah so Moonsault. you know i um yeah shooting star so, press so i'm saying like maybe that's maybe that's why this is uh different now because maybe they're just like trying this out and it seems like it might be a good uh, way to try it out on a yeah, Friday maybe. night and it's Rampage it's not... is not the more important show either yeah. so yeah alright yeah. well maybe anyway. that's why yeah in okay. defense of Rampage by Ann Victoria Clark wow you have to write make that make wrestling shorter <laughs> I do think it's amazing that they do like 40 minute matches yeah like, I mean, that's that not always 40 minutes is, 40 minutes is not i know the, the but norm. i mean when you've told me about matches that have been that long i'm like that is insane it, it can be a lot 30 minutes is even a long time yeah that's a whole episode 20, of a tv show i know 25 minutes is usually like main event time yeah like most main events will be like 20 minutes to 30 20 to 30 minutes yeah even new japan which is like all pretty much wrestling focused like the longest match is usually like half an hour. I mean, sometimes they'll do like 60 minutes or whatever. I mean, the longest uh-huh. match I've seen probably was Kenny Omega and Okada had a two out of three falls match that culminated their entire like two year rivalry or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was 90 minutes. God, I could never. Yeah, it was incredible. Oh. The entire time I was so enthralled by that entire match. And also I was dog sitting um, for our <laughs> friends and uh, there was Gavin the dog was I was laying on the couch watching it and he was just laying on he, he was laying on me and uh-huh. he fell asleep Aww. so I was just laying there with him on me petting him a little bit I didn't want to wake him up and I was it was probably the most one of the most perfect moments <laughs> of my life I had an adorable little dog just sleeping on me and then an incredible wrestling match happening and it's been downhill and, ever since huh? yeah I yeah. mean, if anything, he probably helped me check into it more because I didn't want to move or disturb him. You know how yeah. I am with, with animals. I don't I like mean, to maybe I'd like wrestling more if I had a little dog. Oh, God. How did I wa- I walked right into this. Just saying, you know, maybe I'd, uh, maybe I'd be a little more in- into it. Are we going to get a dog a little... named PlayStation 5? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is our dog, PlayStation 5. No, you don't love me that much. It would be really, I like how you didn't kinda, disagree. No. <laughs> You're like, I was lost in just a, bit. a silent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, of course I do love you that much. But I was trying to think of a bit, <laughs> which was that I was going to say, like, and how almost monkey's paw of me would it be? How, like, oh, borderline abusive to get to get you a dog, but 
make its name PlayStation 5. Like, that was my joke of being like, I said I was going to get a PS5, and here he is. Why would that be abusive? Oh, maybe it's not. I just thought the name PlayStation 5, even though I think it's very cute, would be, like, annoying. I mean, we'd call him something else. Fivey. Yeah, we call him Five or Play. Five. Or Stache. Play Stache. Oh, PlayStation. PlayStation. Um, yeah, we couldn't PS5. call him play because then then we could never use the word pl- like they'd be so confused yeah. if we were like want to go play and they're like want to go me actually what I also go- I also like station because in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey which is an incredible film there's a character named Station it's like a, literally a mm. Martian inventor that they get they find in oh, heaven wow. to help them build robot, good so, robot versions of themselves to fight the evil robot versions of themselves. So you're going to get me a little dachshund named Station? Oh, God. A dachshund would be good for this apartment. A dachshund would be great for every apartment. Yeah. All right. Anyway. You can put them in a little roll-up poster box. You know that stuff posters come in? You can stuff them in there. Okay. Oh, Yeah. Because that's how long they are. They're long. A little wiener dog. Remember on the Norm MacDonald sitcom when he had a, a dachshund named Wiener Dog? Wiener I never, Dog! I never saw the Norm MacDonald sitcom. I enjoyed it. It was called Norm, right? It was called Norm. Yeah. And it was called, I can't remember which. It was called Norm and the Norm Show, I think. I don't mm-hmm. remember which one. They definitely changed the name at one point. It was mm-hmm. like two seasons. Okay. So anyway, go, Rampage sucks. And yeah. uh, what's next? Well, but AEW overall is good. They're just, I think they're going through like a little bit of a growing period now where they're just like adjusting to some things and trying to figure some things the out. The phrase is growing pain. Growing pain. A growing period. Growing period is if they're getting better or getting like bigger. Growing pains. Anyway, WWE, it's incredible how much, even though I haven't really been watching it, I've been like keeping up with it. And it, like, we always said that it was Vince, and Vince was the main problem, is that he had really bad ideas at this point, yeah. was largely past his creative prime, and was so difficult and controlling mm-hmm. that he couldn't, you like, you couldn't fix anything, because he would just make these insane decisions, and nobody was allowed to argue with him or whatever. Yeah. And as soon as he leaves, is massively better and less stupid. They're yep. giving people back their first names. You know how the WWE would like inexplicably just take people's first names away? Yeah. They're people. It seems like everybody's getting their names back. Uh, it seems like theory is going to be Austin theory again. Oh, wow. Um, And Pete Dunn, Butch. Oh. Butch has apparently been showing up on shows with his like regular, like his Pete Dunn gear oh. and persona again and oh, not wow. doing the little newsy hat and outfit anymore. Yeah. Um, and like wrestling like he did before. His name is still Butch, I guess, but as long as he has the Pete Dunn character and he's not like the literally a scrappy do newsy like he was, yeah, it'll be better. Because I mean, Triple H also loved him. Um, and it was just it's just, it's incredible how just immediately better it is. Yeah. Um, and we're we're so excited for Cash at the Castle. Cash at the Castle. Um, which I'll talk about right in now. A little bit, yeah. I'll talk oh. about it right now. Well, there's still there's a lot of stuff going on, but there's also speaking of the UK. In order to probably try to screw over AEW, whose pay per view is on this Sunday, mm-hmm. um, WWE is doing an NXT show, Worlds Collide, where it's NXT versus NXT UK. Oh yeah, you told the me same about day. this. It'll probably be on during the day because it'll be live, so it won't mm-hmm. be actually competing with the UK or with um All Out, but. Yeah. 
uh, it is definitely a way to help try to burn people out on wrestling so they won't watch all that, I'm sure. Uh, but it's also like the finale of NXT UK because they're getting rid of NXT UK. Oh, yeah. They're going to unify all the titles and then mm-hmm. they're going to restructure it next year as NXT Europe. Yeah, you mentioned that. Did I mention this last you week? You mentioned that either last week or the week before. Okay. Well, it's going to be... Uh, you think I don't pay attention when you're talking on this podcast. And sometimes I'm not. But yeah, yeah. a lot of times I am. That was a very Matt Berry. Way to, what? You think I'm not paying attention. And sometimes <laughs> I'm not. But I, I th- it sounds like when he was talking about Colin Robinson, he was like, when you were talking about this thing with like this naval history, oh, yeah. I was interested. I didn't want to let you know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh no, I share much much humor with the character of Laszlo. That's why I enjoy it yes. so much. That's why it's my favorite TV show. It is. Uh, You're a mark for them. I am a mark for them. Well, let's just move on from that then. If yeah. I already talked about it, but uh, I'll go over the cash at the Classle card in a minute. Uh, but oh, there boy. are new WWE women's tag team champions. Women? Yeah. Oh. Uh, they finally wait. New tag team champions. Yes. Why don't I talk? Well, let me adjust what I'm talking about here. First, let's talk about the bad news. The bad news was that Vince McMahon had a birthday. <laughs> um, that was not acknowledged on uh, WWE TV, but he no. The was... bad news is Vince McMahon was born. Ayo, um, So he had a birthday. He's 77. <laughs> he was out at a restaurant. The, the bad part of the news really is that Sasha was John there. Cena oh. was with him at the restaurant. <gasps> he went to dinner with him. Oh, John. John Cena. John. I wish his name was Jonathan so I could use the Jonathan. full, according the to full Wikipedia, weight his, of multiple syllables. His, uh, according to Wikipedia, his full name is John Felix Anthony Cena, which is actually John perfect. Felix Anthony Cena. What are you thinking? I'm sure he has like a strong what? fatherly relationship with Vince McMahon. And I guess, I, I don't know, it's your personal relationship. But it is like incredible how much deeper he keeps getting into this. And every time I try to give him like, John, no. It's just like, John, no. Yeah, it's also, yeah, it is weird. I wonder if the reason he hasn't like, I don't know. I like. I, I, I wonder if the reason he hasn't, cared is because no one has I, I haven't seen other people like talking about this i don't think are people talking about it a lot no like nobody's like canceling him or whatever it's well honestly, not that yeah. i you know not in that sense but even just like you know generally i don't think anybody's for the i mean i'm sure some people on like twitter are like disappointed in him or whatever but i don't think anybody's like largely mm. come at him or anything for this i mean it's also weird like a lot of these wrestlers do have genuinely strong like personal relationships with Vince McMahon. Yeah. Especially people that were like successful. Like even Brian Danielson did it. He was like, he makes mistakes. Like, I don't want to talk about this or something. You know what I mean? It's like, even he has like a relationship with him, even though he's like, he was wrong, but at least he said he was wrong, you know? And like, um, John Cena has said nothing, you know? So it's it's, just so hard for me to imagine Vince McMahon being like warm and nice. I think he like weirdly, is if you have a good relationship with him. I think there's like, I have heard from people that work there that even though he can be a monster, he can be genuinely very emotional and like in a, in a loving yeah. way. Well, I, was, you know I, I assume mean? that, you and know, does I think of it as like a big family and there yeah. is like in like an abusive dad way. Like he does well, have yeah. some love for you, but it's like, 
but he's also crazy, you know? I was just going to say, I mean, that's how the monsters stay alive, is they don't always act like monsters. Yeah. Sometimes they're really wonderful, warm, loving people, and that makes people go, well... He's nice to me, or yeah, oh, he's I, not always like that, and then you get away with whatever you want. Yeah, that's probably what's going on here, and it's also like the people are the, the successful ones are the people that are like have the relationships with you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, like John Cena was the biggest, you know. Like John Cena's career was made by Vince McMahon. Exactly, and The Rock too. I'm sure is in the same yeah. boat, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were they were at dinner together, and I think Vince was with a woman who wasn't a, a younger woman that was not Linda McMahon. I would be surprised if Linda is not getting ready to like, I mean, I don't know if she'd divorce him because there's so much money, but like, I don't know. They're also, I mean, I'd be amazed if, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, also, she's got like the political stuff too, because she was like the Trump, she was in the Trump administration. So I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe she doesn't, would not want to get divorced because of court that. stuff yeah. yeah and just i don't know it's, it's always that political thing of like i have to have the family unit or I don't, maybe that's all oh, out the window yeah, at this point know. but sometimes donald trump's they, had how many wives yeah I, somehow he is like impervious to all of this though like literally any amount of criticism somehow he's like can just be like i don't know, say or do anything and yeah i mean i don't, like I don't him, think we'll that they like him yeah i don't i don't think anybody on the right really cares about being divorced or no i mean they don't they don't genuinely care no but like um but I don't even think image. they pretend to care. You know, like, yeah, I don't maybe think they... Don't they maybe that's an old I've, I haven't seen anyone go after anyone for that. I mean, Roger Stone's a freaking swinger. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like, like, you know... Yeah, it, maybe it's fine now. We've maybe moved just... so far past the, like, family values Republicans. I mean, some of them are coming back because explicitly they want to be anti-gay yeah it's exactly. hard to be anti-gay if you're not going to be like all family values about stuff yeah 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 so that is coming back but maybe that's what I'm thinking of. it's coming back only in that very cynical homophobic way where yeah. like we're not going to hold ourselves to this weird standard <laughs> but we're going to hold other people to it because but it's... we're going to act like the reason we can't yeah, yeah. Up, it's the reason we can't uphold the standards of you know family and blah blah, blah is because the gays have corrupted society you yeah. know like that's the friggin' line so you know Please they don't nobody use just that clip <laughs> uh, where you said that and i said yeah uh please nobody edit that. i mean do it i think it'd be really funny to 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 embarrass you with how out of context it is yeah. like how clearly I mean, out of context it, it is we can easily resolve it um, yeah but it, yeah it would be pretty funny <laughs> it would be hilarious if this podcast no one listens to Someone forty-five minutes into it clips okay, I get that it. it's thing, minutes. and then posts it on whatever, and then people care. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then we get to immediately be like, okay, listen to any amount of conversation before or after this clip, and you can see the context yeah. of it. That's true. They'd have to cut me mid-sentence to even make it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, that's fair, but still, don't do it. I don't want to have to deal with that. Um, you wouldn't. You're not even on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. True. I'd have to deal with it. I'm the public facing one. Technically, I'm on there, but uh, yeah, I don't do anything. Don't do nothing with it. All it's right, just let's... to keep an eye on me. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll like one of your tweets, and it'll freak you it out. It really will. It's like it's like if you showed up to my office. Hi. What are you doing here? <laughs> I was just checking in. I got. I gotta go back to. I gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't... just here. Just wanted to let you know I'm here. I... I'm around. I just. Okay, well, I gotta go back to my. Okay, well, you, are you gonna leave? Or are you okay? Or like, what? What are you I, doing? I'll be fine. 
You're just gonna hang out here. I'll just go in the kitchen. Too. I'm gonna do my own thing. You're gonna do your own thing in the in the. I don't think we're allowed to have guests. It's COVID. I don't oh, think yeah, we're allowed true. to have just random guests anymore. And then I jump out a window. Yeah, except um, our windows don't open. At the damn office, it! So I gotta wait for the elevator now. Yeah, you gotta wait for the elevator and then go down to the mall and walk through the mall. Um, but. There's new women's tag team champions because Vince McMahon is gone and the show can have logic oh, again. Oh yeah. Um so they had a tournament. They had kind of a weird ending, I guess, for the match. Uh it was Eo Sky and Dakota Kai, who seemed like the clear winners for it, versus the um team of Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. Not the singer, but just another wrestler whose name is Aaliyah. I, I mean, it I know, I know, it wouldn't be the singer. I know, but it's just funny that her name is Aaliyah. And we're, we're actually, it might be the anniversary of her death. I think she today. literally died in like September two thousand one. She did, yeah. but I'm. I it might actually have been like this day because it was oh, like September first. No, today's oh, today is August. August. It's gonna be August thirty first when this is on. Yeah, I yeah. Look up the day she died because it was within weeks of nine eleven, like within like two weeks. Yeah, she died, and I feel like it was August. August twenty fifth, actually. August twenty fifth, the day after my birthday. That's why I remember yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. August so anyway, R.I.P. Ilya, we miss you. Yeah, we do. Gone and too con- soon. Also, congrats on the tag team title win. Um, but oh, she won. Oh wow. Yeah, they spoiler. won. spoiler. Yeah, they won the the tag team titles, but they had like a thing where there was a distraction thing or something, and Dakota Kai got rolled up and pinned mm. um, when she wasn't the legal person in the match, mm-hmm. um, and so she's like arguing with it. So there's like, I mean, it's fine because there's, I think they're like acknowledging it, and like there's clearly like a purpose to it, mm-hmm. and they'll probably win the titles at some point soon, but it still is very like WWE finish to have this whole tournament and have the end of it be like silly. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's, you know, at least there's champions again now. And, um, Oh, so there's, are they going to be at clash at the castle? Uh, they are not announced yet for being there, but I would hope so. But Sasha Banks and Naomi watch no sightings yet, but the rumbling still, um, are out there and also apparently a fan, a very rude fan, had a sign that said on Raw that said, We want Naomi, not Bacha Banks. Oh fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy right. What's Bacha Banks mean? Botch a botch is when you Oh uh, yeah. botch, like the word and botch. And so there which first of all, I mean Sasha Banks is not like known for messing things up. Yeah, no. Uh, and so it's just, you know, it's just an asshole. But they took the sign away. Security good. took the sign away, which is good because A, it's rude, and B, it's um, it makes it sound like they're trying to protect her image. Yeah. As though she's going to be on the show again soon. So Or they hope- just don't want mention of those them. That's true. Sometimes that will happen too. That that will often happen. But so it could be either way. So maybe it means absolutely yeah. nothing. But I'm glad they took the sign away because it sucks. Uh, but maybe yeah. there'll be a Clash of the Castle, and maybe they'll challenge for those women's tag team titles. It would be kind of. I mean, it seems silly. like now that we have new tag team champions, they if they were going to come back, this is when they would have to. Yeah. Because they would have to be like, nah. Yeah, we are. We the, are the we champions. Kind of suck for the new champions just immediately lose it, but um, but hey, it'd be a huge moment. Yeah, and I mean, they would probably have known that they were going to. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is kind of... Isn't going to be such a letdown when they don't show up? It will be. But if they don't show up at the pay-per-view, I'm sure they'll show up on 
like the next Raw. Oh, God. Don't make me watch Raw. I know, but it seems like it's better. I don't know. Um, I know. Also, but- I saw a promo for Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle have a match coming up mm-hmm. at the show, at the, um, the pay-per-view. And Seth Rollins said something like, you know, you're something about his family. And it was like, but you don't have a family, do you? Because your wife divorced you and took your kids and you're not allowed to like see your family or something. Who and said that? Seth Rollins said that to Matt Riddle. Oh my gosh. And then Matt Riddle, it starts going like, what did you just say? With Matt Riddle, who's like the stoner guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I will fuck you up. And he starts like, he gets like really mad and oh, he, wow. like they start bleeping him out and doing the, the, pixelation over his mouth <laughs> he's like i will fu- stop playing fucking games and stuff and it was like the most intense thing uh they weren't wow. it, they were it was like one of those like via satellite interviews where they're in yeah. different places and it was like oh, i'm pretty excited for this now um well they got you um i but, saw somebody calf barbara on twitter i think today mm-hmm. tweeted tweeted something and i don't know what it was in reference to but i wanted to run it by you uh she tweeted I have learned so much about what makes Matt Little horny without Matt ever... Riddle. Matt Riddle horny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Riddle horny. Matt Little is a guy we know. Oh, right. <laughs> I have learned so also much. Also very funny and a, one of the best comedic wrestlers I've ever seen. But she said, I, I've learned so much about what makes Matt Riddle horny all against my will. Yeah. And I don't know what that's in reference There's, to, but... Yeah, there was some things with... Uh, uh, some affairs and some Ooh. coercion and Ooh. things that were not great. Um, oh no! And he's uh, he is getting divorced and all this stuff. So there's some been some things that are not great. Um, and so yeah, that's a thing. Um, but yeah. Well, I just wanted to offer that because sometimes I just have something to offer. Yeah, no, that's fine. Sometimes um, I just have a little thing I saw on Twitter that I can share. Yeah, that's my little. That was your little thing on Twitter. That's that you my shared. little thing that I shared from Twitter. All right, you're gonna read this card. No, because there's three like pay per views this weekend, so I'm not gonna do this. Okay, there's thank too you. many matches. But I just think Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs could be the the match of the night at All Out. Oh, Very exciting. there's a lot of really good things that could be the match of the night at All Out. Oh, uh, and um, but. The crowd's you're hot for it. it. This is like a big thing for both of them. And John's going to watch all out at Alamo Draft House. Yeah. So um, catch him there. Yeah. It's Come on out. Be, it'll be. <laughs> Come on out and watch a, it with him. Financial district on a Sunday it's night. It's not a show that he's doing. No, but it's you not. You can come watch it. I'm plugging you watching a show with you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm plugging. You can right come now. chill next to me while yeah. the show is on. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. And he's not going to give you my phone number. No, not right? the whole thing. We'll give one digit. No, you can't give any digits okay. out. Only I can. Okay. They're my digits. In fact, don't use any numbers that are in my phone number ever because those are mine. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right. Well, do you... What? I know we can't talk about your phone number, but do you have any non-numerical final thoughts? It's already time for final thoughts. I think so. This episode I, flew by. Well, I just didn't want to go through two pay-per-view cards worth of stuff. And I really appreciate that because the cards are the hardest part for me to get through. I know. And it's like, who cares? The just cards. The sh- well, because also be like the future prediction, like you're usually right. And the thing I think you should do with that is bet, bet money mm-hmm. because then you could make money for us and we could finally 
Get out of here. You could take me someplace nice like you're always know, saying you're gonna. I, I never say My I'm gonna do that. My mother told me not to end up with you. She said to Why? go with that other guy. What did she say? <laughs> Janet said that? <laughs> no, it's just a, that's just a trope. Reminds me that there's a Simpsons thing. I was quoting a Simpsons thing where oh. uh, Mo was like to Lisa, he was like, look, you don't like me and I don't like you. And then Lisa was like, you don't like me? I like you. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, I, I like you too then. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what were we just talking about? It's also funny for Lisa to like Mo. I know. <laughs> it's well, like one of those sweetie. instances where she is like a little kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what, what are my final thoughts? My final thoughts are I haven't watched episode two of House of the Dragon yet because I just cannot get up the enthusiasm for it. I don't know okay. what it is. I loved Game of Thrones, loved, but this show i just cannot jazz myself up for it i think it makes sense sometimes when you're just like a story is over and you don't necessarily not everything needs to be a cinematic universe well nothing has nothing in the first episode pulled me in where i was like i gotta see Mm -hmm. where this goes um it's just like i feel like if i watch it it just needs to be because i have nothing else to do yeah (laughs) and and to be honest i started like i know this is like i'm so exhausting about this but i started rewatching season one of what we do in the shadows on Sunday, and then I was just like enjoying that so much that I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't bring myself to turn it off to watch the 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 dragon show where women get ripped apart by. Um, doesn't somebody get killed horrifically in episode two? Uh, there were some people that they there was like a battle you don't see with like people raiding like a shipping. Okay. Port, um, and there are people that are getting like eaten alive by crabs. But crabs, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. But you don't really see much of it. I mean, you, yeah. I guess you do. But it did, for Game of Thrones, it did not seem as intense as some other stuff that we have seen. Yeah. Well, I heard about the crabs bit, so you know, it's just that yeah. kind of stuff. I'm just like, I don't know. I'd rather watch the dumb vampires kill people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my thing. But I'm very excited for the Lord of the Rings show. Yeah. I think that's going to be a great show. I'm excited to watch it on my big screen television. Yeah. I think I'm in the mood for some Tolkien. Yeah, where it's like, because House of the Dragon is like, oh, I want to revisit, like, it's it's comfortable to revisit a world I enjoyed, but also that world is, like, very intense and violent and, yeah. like, stressful. Yeah, and they're not, even, they're not even exploring a part of that world that could be at all, like, wistful or or fun that's why i think they should do the the dunk and egg tales right like those would be more fun and those characters are much more like i think they said they were gonna they are yeah Um, like that show is gonna be great yeah but and like because we were talking about this last night like i would love to see the children and the first men um the Mm -hmm. children of the forest and the first men i would love to see dorn um uh you know, somebody somebody on Twitter when I was tweeting about this said that that they would love to see the Doom. Oh yeah, the Doom like, of Old Valyria. Yeah, the Doom of Old. I'm like, yeah, Which is just all when of dragons this. are destroying. The- yeah, or you know, even getting to see Old Valyria before the Doom. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like this is almost not back far enough that it just kind of seems like and, the same people. And it's also like the Targaryens are just to me not a very interesting family because they do like one thing and that's conquer and like the whole lesson of their existence is that they are conquerors who reign through terror and they suck at ruling 
like yeah and it's also they're kind of just a whole lesson about the pursuit of power yeah like the the thing is like they can't maintain like they they have a golden age and all that stuff but like they cannot maintain because their rule requires them to put the dragons under control and once you've done that you've lost that fear and terror that you rule by and the dragons wither away and slowly go extinct because of it and like it's it's just like we know this already and it's not really interesting anymore also the entire to me the whole like crux of game of thrones the original series on television at least the whole thing that we got out of that to me was that we got kind of pwned for falling so in love with a woman because she was pretty. <laughs> like, like, that, like, with like, Daenerys? Yeah, with Daenerys. It's like, you know, we all thought she was the hero, but why? Because actually, I've been rewatching older episodes of Game of Thrones, too. And it's like, there really isn't a reason to consider Daenerys a hero other than that she's really pretty. Yeah, I mean, there's some things, <laughs> like, and in those books, especially, there's sometimes when. She does actively try to do like the noble thing, but even in the books, there are times when she does that, and other times when she's like maybe a little vindictive and not the best. That's the thing is, like so most... they were always planting seeds, which is I think it's also again, which is why she, which is why she had to go turn heel in the end because mm-hmm. the Targaryens are a lesson about the pursuit of power and how yeah. it will like it's well, almost impossible to be like morally good when you're doing that. And it's funny because when you rewatch the series too. They just always make sure to kind of tie even her righteous, like ostensibly righteous aims of like killing the slavers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, it's always clear that she's doing that out of like anger, right? Yeah. Like it's never like, oh, I'm going to set these people free. I'm going to bring justice. It's like a righteous, petty, vindictive revenge. Like, yeah, she's doing it because she's mad. It she comes, identifies with them. It and, comes yeah. from the dark side of the force. Yeah. It's anger. Yeah. It's fear. It's rage. It's like, you know, it's jealousy. It's all the, It's all these... God, the dark side is so metal. Nasty ass impulses that drive her to do this. Like, it, she does care about people ostensibly at the beginning. But again, like the things that she does in the name of those people are like objectively cruel and terrible things. So like, yeah, yeah. And, and she justifies it by, by, and we, the audience cheer it because it's satisfying to see someone, you know, be angry and like, right, yeah, yeah. seemingly righteously angry. But then you, like, as the story goes on, you start to realize like, oh God, a ruler who like makes decisions out of anger and vengeance and a belief that some people just don't deserve to live is a tyrant yeah. who's going to murder a lot of people and because it's always going to be up to them as to who has the right to live. Yeah. And, and also, sorry to go no, on a fine. tangent, but I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of weeks. Um, it, it, even in the, in the show from the beginning, when she, when she starts using the dragons to burn people like in Astapor, which is like her most baller scene where she reveals, she speaks with Valerian to that guy and mm-hmm. like burns him. And like burns the whole town with the unsullied, mm-hmm. kills everybody, <laughs> like it, like a hero does. Um, the music that they use for her is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like it's not happy, like yay, like hurrah, hero trumpet yeah. music. It's 
it's literally like the Jaws music. Oh yeah, is like the theme for the dragons. Like when she, yeah, like when she burns people, it's literally like an Imperial March Jaws type music that we all because again she's a cute little blonde girl yeah so we all are like oh hell yeah this cute little blonde girl is gonna burn these people alive <laughs> yeah it's really one of those things where i think you're i think if i re, if you rewatch game of thrones like i know that last season was like too short like I, I truly think the only real note about that last season is that it was short and therefore some of the stuff didn't have enough time to be like fully developed and justified but i think if you rewatch that entire I still think it ended in very logical ways, and the. the uh, I mean, if you rewatch that entire show, I'm sure you'll pick up more and more things like that, where she is like oh, not a hundred percent good, and they a, also they talk about her father being that like going yeah. crazy so much, and all the Targaryens can go one way or the oh, other. Oh yeah, Targaryens are bad guys. Yeah, is what and, you're supposed to take from this. Like yeah. Targaryens are not good people who like we need. They are conquerors who show up and burn people. Like yeah. that is exclusively what they do, and so. It it just I, like and it's a great show to rewatch once you've seen all of it. I understand people don't like the last season and have notes for it. I personally don't have those same notes. Yeah, same. I really like the last season. I enjoyed the last. Season. I liked the whole show. I thought yeah. it, I loved the way they ended it actually. Yeah. But like, uh, if you do rewatch it with all the knowledge that you have from the full season, it's really cool. It's really cool. Like even just to watch the first episode when you know where everything's going with like Jon Snow and everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything starts to make like beautiful sense. Yeah. Like the amount of time they spend on people yeah. and like, you know, because when you first watched it, you were like, oh, yeah, I guess like Jon Snow's just another guy that we're following. Okay. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, he's the main character. Yeah, he's the main And when you rewatch it again, you're like, He's the main character, but I didn't notice it at the time, but they are treating him as a main character. They also talk about Rhaegar being the uh, Rhaegar Targaryen being like the only kind of like one of the only like genuinely kind and noble Targaryen. Oh, yeah. He's like the only and, one anybody likes. Yeah. And he was like kind of getting ready to be like, I think we have to, I have to like usurp my father because he's like yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. And uh and he's Jon Snow's father, which is, I think, a way to be like, boy, Rhaegar is really a nice person. And just be like, because Jon Snow is like the hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, he is like the protagonist of the whole thing. Right. He's um, the prince that was promised. Even Tyrion has, when he kills Shay, right? It's like, and mm-hmm. and then Tyrion, especially in the books, you really pick up a lot of Tyrion feels like an absolute piece of shit after that. Yeah. Because he did it out of pure rage and vengeance for his whole life. He was built up to this. Like, how much more could he possibly take? Mm-hmm. But he still is like probably one of the most morally good characters because at least he feels bad afterwards. But yeah. but even he is like sullied by that. And you yeah. can't be like, you know. Um, no, I mean, it's like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Again, like the reason Daenerys always seemed like a hero to us is because she's a hot blonde lady. That's just yeah. it. If she was like a guy, like or like oh, an yeah. older man or something, we'd or like if, if not was, even cute, we would be like, "Oh, I don't know. This is a morally complex character." If, she, if, <laughs> if Daenerys was a hot guy, people would be like, "Oh, she'd be oh, Homelander. She would be American Psycho." Yeah, yeah. She, she would be like legitimately like terrifying. Yeah. Sociopath. Oh, I forget you haven't seen the boys. Yeah, I know. Like, he's like American Psycho. Probably, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He's yeah. like a really good looking like Superman. Yeah, but yeah. He's no, secretly yeah. like a psychopath. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. He. She would be like. She would be Viserys. Yeah. Like she's not that different than her brother. No, she's at not. At the end of the day, like Viserys sucked. For sure, more than she did because yeah. he was her older brother and could beat up on her and all this stuff. But like, uh, 
at the end of the day, you know, she has the same belief in her divine right to rule the seven kingdoms that her brother had. Yeah. And she just is better at getting people to like her because, again, she's a hot girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, half of her allies are people that wanted to marry her. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, honestly, it's just like... so the only reason she probably does have more empathy is because she did spend a lot of time getting abused and and having her life controlled and things taken well, and like... not having control of her life. And so I think she has more... She can identify more with like the unsullied yeah, I mean, and people that are also, used. So she, yeah, she also is just like a girl who is socialized to be kinder to people and yeah, be more pleasant. True. Yeah, and wasn't wasn't socialized to be like a hard ass. Yeah. Um. But you know, at the end of the day, I think she still has all the same instincts as like any other uh, psycho ruler. But yeah. it's funny because like watching House of the Dragon, you know, having all this context in my head. I'm just like hardcore agreeing with Robert Baratheon that we should have killed Daenerys when she oh, was yeah. an infant. I mean, like I understand that, why Ned Stark is... was like, I don't feel comfortable with that, but yeah, like, but uh, at the same time, and was also kind. Of, but you're probably right; he should have just. Oh man, I'm so hardcore team Baratheon after all this. Like yeah. the Targaryens are not good. We don't want them. Get them out of here. They also, bring we dragons. Should stop inbreeding, and it was actually the incest that that led to his death too. Oh yeah, no. But it was like well, we should stop. Is, yeah. uh, bad. It's bad for a reason, folks. Yeah, exactly. Because that was another thing with all the Targaryens; they were all inbred. Yeah, yeah, and that's bad for a reason because of the genetics of it, but also because it's it's a it's just another way to hoard wealth. In fact, it's one of the most disgusting ways to hoard wealth oh, because yeah. you're never letting it leave the family. And that's probably another like symbolic in, thing with them, actually. Yeah, well, like they, yeah, because they want to keep their bloodline pure. It's yeah. like total Nazi like race science you know yeah. combined with like greed you know not wanting to ever have another family with a stake in the you know whatever yeah. like it's just all about keeping it in the family wink wink and um yeah they're bad people <laughs> like, yeah. this is what i keep going back to. i'm like they are bad people they're villains. It's a family of villains. Yeah. And that said, so, I've actually been enjoying House of the Dragon. No, I'm sure it's I'm sure I mean, it's I don't very... have any like stake in it though. Like, you know what I mean? It's no, like I it's know. kind of fun because I know so many shows that I do like, I am like really heavily invested in them being good and it's like mm-hmm. important to me. And with this, I'm just like I'm just very casually enjoying this. And I loved Game of Thrones. I read all those books. I read all those friggin' novellas. Yeah. I am um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I will watch it. It just again, it's just hard for me to. It's also fine if you don't. I don't think you have. No, to. I yeah. want to. I okay. just like don't want to enough to watch it like live, yeah. you know, and have like the whole communal experience. Well, I won't be watching it this Sunday because I gotta it. watch it. Oh right, maybe this Sunday I'll get caught up on all of it. Yeah, and my one episode that I haven't seen. Well, there'll be three episodes by this Sunday. Oh, oh yeah, you saw the first one. I saw the yeah, first one, right, yeah. and also I get the screener, so maybe I can watch. Um, four episodes that's a solid watch right there well i get the the hbo is doing this thing where they're being really obviously very protective of the house of the dragon screeners Mm -hmm. and because i'm not like a very cool person to them i guess i don't get the screener for that like some people i know have screeners going ahead like six episodes I get one episode on Friday and it's the it's the episode that's going to air on Sunday. So I have not yet watched any of my screeners because in my head I'm like, well, why would I watch this big watermarked, you know, mm-hmm. temp VX, D, VFX thing yeah. if I could wait two days and watch the real, yeah. you know. So I haven't been watching my screeners. So I'm with, I'm with the calm, I'm with the small folk. Yeah. I'm with the small Down folk in, in, in this in experience. Flea Bottom? Is that the? 
Yeah, Flea yeah. Bottom is, is That's where place. Sir Duncan the Tall was from. Oh, yeah. It's where um, Sir Davos was from, I think, right? Maybe, yeah. Davos the Onion Knight. Yeah, I remember Davos. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was from Flea Bottom. I think probably, yeah. Dunk, or at least he hung out there a lot. Yeah, I just like to hang out here. Yeah. One of my favorite things with him was they, they were, he was trying to like counsel them on like towards the end on like, you know, what to, because he was with like that final crew. That was yeah, there, yeah, And yeah. he was like trying to counsel them on like, you know, how to survive a battle or whatever. And it was like, everybody's like, ah, nah, I don't know about that. He's like, oh yeah, don't listen to me. What have I ever done except live to a ripe old age? <laughs> and it's just like, that is a funny, of course, yeah, it's like they, he does know how to survive. He's, yeah, I mean, his son got burned up in the Battle of the Blackwater and he I just know. swam away. I know. Um, Yeah, anyway. Davos. Davos was probably was one of the most like good characters, I think. He was. He wasn't, he was. wasn't a lot. No, he didn't murder anybody no, in revenge. No, he didn't. And so he like wasn't he... there when they burned Shireen. Yeah, and he was he trying. He was very upset about it. Yeah. He, he was, was... going to kill Melisandre. Yeah. Um, that was our introduction to him, actually, is that he yeah. wanted to kill her. Yeah, he wanted to kill Especially her because burned Dunk, Shireen. Sir Duncan the Tall is one of the best, most like morally good and like heroic characters in those books. He's very... And he's yeah. like a, an underdog kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's literally like a, just, he's just big and strong and is like able to like work his way through things. Yeah. And he is the, the, I will say the one thing from the books that has never made it into any of the TV shows that I really wanted to see and was disappointed by was Lady Stoneheart. Ah, uh, yes. Which, I mean, this isn't, a, it's whatever, it's not a spoiler. The books have been out for 10, 20 years. I mean, it's, um, yeah, but it's, like, at this point. Lady Stoneheart is uh, Catelyn Stark, uh, who gets brought back to life by, we're not sure how. I don't think the books explain tacitly, I, ha- explicitly how. I think how. the books haven't got, it's the but, same like Red Priest thing. Right, that, yeah, because people come back from the dead all the time in these yeah, stories. And Beric so, Dondarrion was brought back like a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, and so she gets brought back somehow, because they throw her body in the river, and she's a Tully. Um, and so I think it has something to do with fish magic. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think the thing is, um, well, yeah, yeah. There's there's something I'm going to comment on when you're Oh, done. no, but I'm just saying like she gets brought back to life, but she's kind of like deformed and decayed from the river. Yeah, and, and kind of evil. But she, but she walks around all hooded and yeah, and she's like murdering people for vengeance like i think she's, she's killing people who were, had any she, involvement in the red wedding i'm pretty sure she tries to kill brienne of tarth that's the last you see of brienne yeah in the books. yeah she you, and pod i think get she's got captured. them in a noose and yeah. she's like pulling them or she's got yeah something like that she's like and she wants them to give up jamie i think yeah 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 she's like gonna kill them and uh and it's intense and then you, the books end and you never <laughs> yeah we have it. and it's been literally was, 11 years since that book and i was genuinely so excited to have it show up in the series because yeah. i thought for sure they yeah. would do that because it's such a cool thing but yeah they just didn't but they do didn't it. i think the thing is that she is like kind of zombified and also like more yeah it was because they she's kind of like a white walker yeah they brought her back post death and i think they have to like bring you back either like just as you're about to die or like not too long after you die although john snow they brought back after he was dead but i think Uh, i think she was just too decayed or something yeah she was in the river so she was all dead too long yeah 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 she'd been dead for a while and she's like decayed and like her whole thing is just talk 
Oh, right. She can't they talk. Slit her throat. Cause, right, because they slit her throat so she can't talk. Mm-hmm. So she's just like this really creepy, like, zombie lady who's out to, like, take vengeance on everyone who killed her family, which is yeah. fucking baller. Like, Daenerys. <laughs> I know, right? Except a creepy zombie lady. Except she's not probably going to get on the throne. Oh, man, what if that was the original Lady Stoneheart was going to be the queen? Oh, God. God, that'd be insane. All no. right, this was a very... Um, yeah, um, we this did was a manage good, uh, to talk about Game of Thrones for a good This became a little minutes. Game of Thrones podcast, but it was fun. I like Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. I read all. Well, those... I love Game of Thrones more. Well, I love Game of Thrones times infinity. Oh, damn it. Nice. Yes. All right. Anyway... Bye. Bye.